Hello, everybody. We are live here on Instagram. Thanks for joining today. I am just waiting for Gloria. All right, I see you, Gloria. I'm talking to today. She will be here in just a second. So thanks for joining us. Welcome Saturday morning, afternoon. There hey. you are. Hey, Carly. Hi. Hi. Here. Hold on. Okay. And maybe come down just a little bit there. I want to see your whole face <laughs> or put your phone up a little. Oh, phone up. Yeah. Phone. There we go. Yeah. Now we can see you better. Perfect. Yes. See if I can. Hold on a second. Yeah, getting situated. I see some people joining us. Thanks for being here, everyone. I'm excited to have this conversation with, I don't even know what to call you anymore, Gloria, my old client, my <laughs> client, my friend. <laughs> a little bit of everything. Yeah, right? I'm still just waking up here on a Saturday morning. I know it's 11 o'clock my time, but it's been a busy week. Okay, now I can't see you. Hold Come on. back to me. Okay. <laughs> I think I've got a better setup here. Okay. Let's see who we got. Okay. All right. Better? Okay, yes, great. Well, I guess, <laughs> I guess we can get started as people are just joining us. We can just start chatting. Awesome. I, love, I know I love seeing people show up on here and leave comments. I see uh, somebody named Lovebird. <laughs> oh. Bridal shop. Oh my gosh, yes. Hi, um, I actually bought my veil for my wedding from her and her beautiful bridal shop, which I believe now is in Connecticut. And so um, that's very exciting. Oh my gosh, how awesome. How yeah. cool. It was the most beautiful veil. Oh my gosh. Oh, thanks for being here. <laughs> well, and uh, more people will be joining, but we can just go ahead and get, and get started because, yeah. Well, so... Gloria, how I wanted to start this, what I was thinking is the reason why people are going to watch is they're struggling with a painful problem, right? They're suffering from some kind of symptoms. So I thought we would just dive right into where you were at, what you were feeling, what your symptoms were when you first found me. What were you looking for? What were you struggling with? What did you want? I know that's a lot in there, but maybe first just what were your symptoms and why did you look for someone like me and start working with me? What were you trying to overcome? Sure, yeah, so I actually had just um, been diagnosed with a neurological condition called functional neurology disorder, which is basically a disorder that gets categorized in a box that sort of it's not functional, meaning, or I should say it's not structural, meaning that your brain there's nothing wrong with your brain in terms of the structure of it. Um, there's no tumors or anything like that, but there's a functional component where there's firing happening and there's not really a reason why, but, but uh, mine was basically producing seizures. And so I was having these full body, only on the left side though, seizures, um, that basically made me look like I was having a mix between a stroke and uh, an epileptic episode or even like a Parkinson's type of thing. Obviously, I was not diagnosed with any of those things, but I was eventually diagnosed with functional neurology disorder, although the initial diagnosis was very confusing and so I didn't necessarily think it was that. And so I was really looking for answers as to why my body was 
basically uncontrollably convulsing. Um, and so when I met you, I was really struggling with walking, with speech, with, you know, a lot of just like day to day functions, and the seizures were happening very frequently. I think when I saw you, they were happening at least a couple times a week. Before that, they were happening every 15 minutes. And so I wasn't really able to, to function at all. When I think I saw you, I had gotten them down through acupuncture to where they were happening like a few times a week, but they were still very intrusive and very scary because my body was sort of out of control during those episodes. And a lot of times I wasn't able to produce speech. Uh, and a lot of times after the seizures were over, I would be stuttering or slurring for days afterwards. Um, so it was really just a scary time and also made uh, for a lot of people who experience functional neurology disorder, they can relate to feeling like a prisoner inside your body, or even those with chronic illness, you know, feeling like you're held prisoner. So that's kind of how I felt when I found you. And I really did start to think that there was something beyond just, you know, Western medicine, you know, that they could put on a paper and tell me you have this or you don't. And so I started looking at other methods. And I basically ended up finding Roland Ball, who does trauma meditations. And uh, mm -hmm. Roland Ball no longer takes clients, but I had messaged him to say, your trauma meditations are really helping me. Because one of the things that I found was that meditation, while it was helpful, it was also the place where I had the most seizures. And so I was trying to figure out, was there a correlation between tapping into my body and having seizures. And so I messaged him and he actually referred you as one of his favorite people. Um, and so that's kind of how you and I got connected. And that's it was right. a brilliant thing um, because it was really an opportunity for me to see how my body had been ignored for a really long time in my life and how maybe a lot of my symptoms were simply stored energy, which is kind of what I learned with you was looking at what did the body want to say and how did it want to say it? And then how are we able to release some of the energy that was sort of stuck from years of trauma and abuse and just overwhelming stress and anxiety. So that was kind of, um, I came to you basically with a full seizure disorder uh, on the left side of my body. And then I also had a massive amount of anxiety and trauma um, that I didn't even really recognize fully. I, you know, sort of knew things that had happened, but I didn't, and I thought I had dealt with a lot of it because I had done a lot of talk therapy already around it, but I don't think I really realized how much I was holding in my body. And so I was always tired. And then I had also suffered uh, a huge loss in my life, which basically transformed me, which was the loss of my dog. So you also met me right after that loss. Um, and that, yeah. Before you go there, I just wanted to add, this is really good, but so people can get the teaching point, this is really cool. So seizures and neurology mm -hmm. and all these big Western medicine words, what I'm hearing you say and what I think would be nice to share is, just recapping, yeah. you discovered that it was related to emotional trauma that was stored in the body. So we're now bridging Western medicine and emotions and stuck adrenaline in the nervous system. And then before we go too far fast, then I just want to share that it was triggered by a loss. So Gloria, what you went through a loss, which you can say more about in a second. Yeah. And then that emotional energy brought up the grief, which triggers other stuff that has happened in your life. And so the, would you say the seizures got worse around that loss? The seizures happened after that loss so i never had a seizure disorder before the loss wait yeah this is huge 
hold horses here. Oh my gosh, I think I forgot this because it's been a while since we've worked. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So this is even more profound. Okay, so that's right. You, you, you can say a little bit about, why don't you say a little bit about the loss, what that was, what yeah. it did to you, and then how the symptoms came up. And then we'll talk about how we worked on it. And because you're, you're an amazing client. And what I want to share is how fast you worked because you had the will. Where, what, what do they say? Where there's a will, there's a way. The yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have the will, the way came, like you worked really fast through some big stuff. And that, I think you're a miracle, actually. I forgot how few sessions we did. I know. So, very few. And I'm sure we'll talk about how you gave me the skills to then do a lot of that work on my own, because there were a couple profound moments in doing that work um, that sort of gave me the training wheels to then do it by myself as well. Um, but yeah, I had, so I had lost my dog in May of 2020 and he was my, while he wasn't my official emotional support animal, I realized that he was my emotional support animal after he passed because he had been with me uh, for 14 and a half years through some really trying times. And I had leaned on him at a time in my life where I had felt um, suicidal actually. And I had felt that the world was just too dark and there was really no place in it um, worth being here anymore. So um, when I had that dog in my life, and, and for all of us who have dogs and love dogs, you know that that's a special kind of bond. It's a special kind of love. So when he passed, the grief was the worst pain I had ever experienced. And I had already been through abuse and trauma and all this stuff, but it was still the worst pain I had ever experienced. And I'm just going to slow, slow you down for a second. When I see people keep joining, I'm just going to mention that. Yeah, yeah. Re repeat it. So you lost your dog, this love that you had for 14 years. You knew about your past trauma and grief from, let's say, childhood yeah. and stuff before. Yeah. And then you built this bond. This is such a good teaching point. You built this love and bond with your dog. So in a way, it was not an unhealthy coping mechanism, but it was a, it was a love. Yeah. And I don't even know if we would say coping, but it gave you something to carry on. So yeah. when he left, when your dog went to heaven, your nervous system was like, okay, now we're, we don't have this love and distraction. Now I have a lot of grief. I'm going to scream at you. And then yeah. that's when your seizures started. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a couple months after that loss that I, this was May. And then it was November that I, I had my first major seizure outside of meditation. So it, when well, you say it's connect, it's 100% connected, the love, the grief, the loss, then the seizures, yeah, so it was, it was definitely all um, wrapped up. And sure, there's like other things, you know, the, the brain can certainly, you know, fire abnormally, and that doesn't have to do with necessarily emotions. But I do believe that there is an emotional component, at least if, if, we, if we can't say it's all that I do think there's at least a component of that, especially since I had done some trauma therapy, um, cognitive processing therapy for PTSD, after the right before I came to see you, I had done that work. And that showed me how there were seizures related to, to that loss because I was having seizures while I was having therapy. So that usually means there's a, there's a component. Yes. And so the reason I came to see you was because I felt like while cognitive behavioral therapy or cognitive processing therapy, which is great for dismantling beliefs that you have that are causing unwanted and disturbed uh, either memories or um, emotions, I didn't feel like I was addressing the body part. I felt like I was addressing the mind part, which was wonderful because there was a lot to unpack there, but there was a body part that to me was not being addressed in that type of therapy. And so that's really why I found you because I saw, you know, what somatic experiencing 
through your words could do. And I thought, oh, well, I'll give this a try because, you know, I think my body is asking for help. And um, just, it was an incredible experience to work with you in that, in that realm, even only for however it was three, three sessions or so. Well, and I, yeah, I just wanted to add, <clears throat> so we worked you, so here's, here's what I'm hearing you say. And I think the teaching points are you had tried other modalities, you tried things and you needed more. And I always like to say, when we need to get to the root of the problem, it's night. People work so much with the mind, but the mm -hmm. nervous, not, but, and the nervous system and the mind work together. So our emotions that are stored in the body through the nervous system, where, how we process adrenaline, fight, flight, or freeze. When those old patterns are stuck, the mind has trouble thinking clearly and working with beliefs. So you did a really good job working with beliefs before you worked with your nervous system and body. And would you say your beliefs and your mind got even better and healthier after working with your nervous system and body? Yeah, there was definitely more clarity. I think we talked about that, you know, after a few of the sessions, like you're like, how do you feel? And I said, clear, because there was like almost a fog that was lifted from storing all this energy and the, just the fatigue and storing all this energy. So while there was that come down of the nervous system adrenaline and releasing that energy, there was also this exhilaration of, wow, I have actually have more passion now and more energy to give to things that I actually want to do. So it was really cool to see both that clarity and then release, but then also that um, activation of more, more energy that was stored that I could use. Yeah. So if we, let's get people like examples. So if it's okay. So you were triggered by the loss of your dog that you love more than anything. Yeah. And then what did we start discovering right away? Just generally, you don't have to go too deep. Yeah. Where did your pain and trauma and grief go back to? Why was your adrenal, um, your nervous system in fight flight? Why were you frozen? Let me say it better this way. You were in a fight flight state, which can make us free. So we're yeah. storing all that emotion, which gives us awful symptoms. Yeah. So as we started to unwind, your body was powerful. I don't know if you want to share any of that today, but you were on Zoom because Gloria's in Boston, I'm in California, and I you were laying down or you were in different positions and she would turn the camera so I could see. Yeah. But let's just talk a little bit about what we discovered in those sessions, what your body did, remember, with your hand, yeah. and that was powerful. And then the meaning that came up after that, that you needed. Go, go ahead and you share, and then I'll add what I saw too. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can definitely talk about, I mean, I can talk about all the sessions, but one in particular, which I think was our first session together, um, was that most of my life, especially before the age of 16, I had been with an abusive parent um, who was both emotionally abusive and sexually abusive. And so my body was accustomed to being in this caretaker's presence and not being allowed to run or to fight. And so it was just used to storing constant fight or flight energy because there was no option. Um, and this person was not necessarily unsafe for the entirety of my, you know, child and young adult life, but they were always a heavy handed dominant person. And so even as a you know two year old child, I can remember being afraid. So, you know, it just sort of from the earliest times that I can really remember it, it that sort of was always something that made me on edge. I was always looking for, okay, is this person going to be set off? And I was emotionally always trying to regulate them in order to try to appease and make sure that the environment was as safe as possible. Um, and so Wait, let me, this, let me just repeat that you were trying to regulate that parent to keep the peace and to keep yeah, that calm. Correct. So you said something interesting, even though that 
parent didn't always abuse you is what you're saying you yep. however this is important to say even when they weren't your nervous system was still feeling yeah. it, the fear that it could come at any time so that is abuse yep. that's a lot of years to store that and i'm sure people watching yeah. this can relate if they've been through that yeah it is it's like you're always walking on eggshells waiting for you know what what's going to crack what's going to drop what's going to break and so there was you know a lot of that tension was stored and we had gone into a session where um, we were sitting quietly, sort of meditatively, and, and you had just asked me to start asking my body, like, what does it want to say? And I don't remember, I don't recall, like, what the first thing my body did was, but I do remember that I started sort of huddling into a ball, and I was, like, shaking, and you were asking me what was happening, and I started replying to you in a little girl's voice, yes. and you were how old I was. And I thought I was about five or six. And then from there, it was basically like I was reliving in some ways, but, but in a safe way because you were there to pull me out. So unlike a flashback where, because I've had those before too, where you go into a flashback unwillingly and you are unable to get yourself out, I was doing sort of a, a different type of deep dive into the same type of experience, but with Carly, I was able to have the support to be pulled out if I needed to. Um, so that was kind of the, that's the difference. If you're used to PTSD or, or a lot of trauma, you know that flashbacks can be really scary. So I just want to assure you that while this was similar to a flashback, it was different in that it was a supportive version. So and I was back. In, and I just yeah. add, this is perfect to add. It's an empowering version because yeah. we're not taking you back in the trauma to leave you there. Right. So for people watching, it's, it's looking at it through a different perspective and yeah. having the support and then being able to complete it to get away from the abuse. We're actually rewiring the nervous system to release the adrenaline because the nervous system will always want to get to safety. Right. And how many years, how many of us out there spent years in our childhood or adult life not being safe? Yeah. So now we're just full of adrenaline, which is what causes PTSD. Yeah. It's that simple. And we yeah. need to go back and we need to release it, which go ahead, keep yeah. explaining and maybe it'll make sense. Um. So I was sort of reenacting a time when I was very young and there was someone coming into my bedroom and how, and how scary this was for me. And Carly sort of coached me through, okay, well, who do you need there right now to feel safe? And the truth was, I didn't have anyone in my life that protected me. And so there was no one that I even in that moment could call on. And then she said, it can be imaginary. It can be, you know, a, a made up character. It can be from the past or present. And the second she said pass, I knew it was going to be Teddy Bear, which is my dog. And so I called him in and she coached me through being there with me. And we were able to basically escape this room that I was mentally and psychologically trapped in. Um, and in doing that, like Carly said, we were able to free up the energy in my body. So now that shaking, that trembling turned into fire in my legs that made me run out of the room. Uh, and then, you know, Carly and I sort of sat and did a debriefing um, to, to cool everything down. But it was really amazing to see how much energy was actually trapped in that moment. And what it was doing to me, I, I feel like, even though maybe we can't prove this, but if there's a small part of me that still feels like that five-year-old child waiting for that person to come in my room, then I'm likely acting through that perspective in other areas of my life. So something, I'm acting from that five-year-old place. And so by releasing some of the energy, it really felt like I was also able to heal that part of myself as well. And let's just add, so it's clear for people, when you said that person came in your room, things weren't just happening mentally and emotionally, it was also physically. Yes, yes. So your body, 
just to be clear for everyone, her body wanted to get away and we needed to do that. So yeah. we did together and we did that by, I watched her body's energy charge up. So I would ask her, instead of telling her, I would say, what do you want to do now? And she wanted to walk out of the room and get away yeah. from this person. And I'm watching her on Zoom actually leave the door. You walked out. Yeah. With my eyes closed somehow. <laughs> it, was, it was magical. And, and you, did you see yourself getting away from that unhealthy parent or person that was abusing you? You walked past them. Yeah. I, I definitely felt that. What? Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I just definitely felt that. How did that feel in your body? Did you feel empowerment? Lighter? Freer? Yeah, definitely. There, there was definitely a sense of clarity. Like I said, that cloud that really felt like it was hovering was no longer there. I was able to see clearer, almost like smell and feel the world around me more easily. Yeah, exactly. With a greater sense of presence. And it was really empowering. And I, I used that experience to have another couple really empowering experiences that were similar that happened later in life. Um, where I really wanted to turn around and let this person know that what they were doing was not okay and that they were, you know, fringing upon my boundaries on my personal space. And there were a couple times where I was able to use the tools that we used in that session to when I felt like, especially pre-seizure, pre because a lot of times I would feel like attention in my face was for me where I keep a lot of the, the trauma um, because a lot of it has to do with not being able to, to say, no, I don't want that. <laughs> um, yeah. So a lot of the tension that was in my face would then create seizure activity because the muscles would then pull so much that they would cause my face to pull. And then that would just kind of ricochet down my um, chest or vice versa, the chest would seize and go up the face. But anytime I would feel that activity coming on, I would just ask the body, like, what do you want to say? And in doing that, a lot of times I was able to prevent a full body seizure. And so- After our work, you're saying, when things work after I worked together, then I was able to use the skills that we worked on together to say, okay, body, I see that you're, there's a strain here, there's a stress here, what is it you're trying to communicate? So before we have a seizure, what are we trying to communicate? And there would usually be something. Um, there was, I was rarely ever left with like, it's just a seizure or just have it. It was usually something that wanted to be addressed. There was a, either a memory or a smell or some sort of, some um, Sometime in your life, what you're saying, just I'm, I'm recapping to make sure yep. it's clear for people. So going back to our session, though, when you walked out of the room, you, you were saying the clarity of the mind. I also want to let people know the clarity in the body. Instead of having anxiety mm -hmm. and panic and tension, you would, what would you say you felt more, what, as you got away? Yeah, more open, more expansive. I would say I felt less tension like in my shoulders, less tension, a lot less tension in my face. So the pressure that I felt usually in the left side of my face after our sessions would always be gone. Now, granted, it didn't disappear forever, but right. the initial piece was very present in my face. So and calmer. that was yeah. calmer is a good word. I like that word calm. I want to show people that you anxiety, it's 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 so complicated when we're hurting. And then in this interview right now, I want to show how simple it can be with trauma. You were tense, you were abused, you were shut down. You never got to get away. Once you did, your symptoms relieved because you are taking care of yeah. your body, just like animals in the wild. They want to fight, flee, or freeze so that they can get away later, but they always come out of the freeze. They shake it off and yeah. they get to safety. Humans don't do that. And that's what Peter Levine talks about. We freeze, we stay frozen, and then we're kind of screwed for our life unless we come out of it. Yeah. And you're such a perfect example. You did a lot of work. 
Then when you met me, we did more completion resolution. And then what I think the teaching point that's so huge is from getting away, you started to establish this common strength and empowerment in your body. So when a trigger came or somebody came to push your boundaries, boom, here it comes. You could catch it and then say no. So you wouldn't have a seizure or for some people, anxiety. Like now anxiety looks a lot smaller after talking to you. Some people just have, I shouldn't say just, it's all painful, but panic attacks, anxiety, yours was all of that and seizures. So you were really it's a blessing and a curse, but having seizures is so um, crippling that you had to catch it faster. So your physical body wouldn't, you weren't just stuck in an emotional anxious state. You had to say no and find your no and speak your truth and release this tension. And can we just talk a little bit yeah. more um, for a second about the hand Remember, You know, it's interesting. I recorded, remember I asked your permission to record yeah. your first session. I still have that. And one day, if we ever feel like sharing it, maybe we will. I don't know. We'll see. You get to decide. But it was so beautiful because you'll inspire, or we're talking about it now. Let's talk about what your left hand did. That was so, I mean, I jumped, remember? For some reason, like, I'm kind of forgetting. I know I used to, so one of the things I know that came out of somatic experiencing therapy was, and my hand was one of the things that used to claw first, so when I would get a seizure, sometimes I would even just without getting anything else other than a, a facial pressure, I would have a claw on my hand or my hand would turn backwards. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things that we started doing in somatic experiencing was working with the hands specifically because my hands constantly wanted to sort of speak their own language, which was really odd to me in the beginning. And they would like oftentimes make a lot of these like weird shapes and almost like acting like a mouthpiece and I would never know what they meant and then I would look them up afterwards and it would turn out that they were some sort of like hand mudras which I had never studied but I somehow like was able to create but I don't remember specifically what hand thing so you can feel free to share because you, I'm, I'm do you remember how your left hand clawed up and then it attacked this is what's so cool you attacked your perpetrator your abuser you oh, swung right and that is huge. That And then you walked out of the room. She first fought back. She hit in the most powerful way that I've never had this in my whole career of working with people. I jumped. It was so powerful. It was pure, beautiful, raw adrenaline of her body saying, no, like, get the F away from me. And it flew, like, it, with, but with life force in a good way. And then, and even as I say that, I feel this in my solar plexus and gut. And people that are watching, track your body too. What does your body feel as you're hearing us talk about this? So do you feel okay as I say that? Yeah, no, I remember now actually that that was, and maybe it was the same session or maybe it was the second session we did, but I remember actually there was multiple hits and you had said, put a pillow under you because you were afraid of me hurting myself because there was such force from the execution that you were like, just put a pillow underneath so you don't hurt anything, um, which is one of the in somatic experiencing that you learn is like how to do things safely so if you are going to punch something or you need to have that adrenaline release of fighting which i did a lot of fighting after our work together <laughs> and like by myself with pillows and uh i didn't have a punching bag but i i did do a lot of pillow work um because like you said there is something really powerful about using your body in that way and i want to add and this isn't about me, but just a good example. I had to push somebody away in my, with my trauma too. And, and when my practitioners pushed against my hands or I pushed against the wall, the adrenaline from the central nervous system that's causing the anxiety and all the horrible 
tension and symptoms, when we actually push it out our hands and feet, whether or not it's stomping in place to get away, walking, running, or pushing, it moves from the central nervous system out the arms and legs where it should. That, this is how we protect ourselves, fight or flight, legs and arms and hands and feet. And what I just want to advise, it's not fast and hard. It can be, it can be, but that's where I would pull you back. It's slow yep. and titrated, meaning let yourself feel it from the inside. Then we gently push and track it as it moves out the arms and yep. legs. So it's not really repeating like fight and run like maybe you would see in the movies or in real life. It's a little, little bit of that. Yeah. And then it's, and then it's contained because you don't want to hurt yourself and it doesn't need to be big. It's just, it, 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 adrenaline's light energy and it's pumping through the, the heart and the body. And the second you get to honor it and, and push that person or situation or walk away, I guess, I hope I'm explaining it well. It can be subtle. Yep. It doesn't have to be forceful. And if it is like you, we, I would pull you back, yep. which is okay. It, it's just really delicate. And maybe this is the teaching point. Don't do it alone. Ask for help with some, from somebody like me. So if you're watching this, definitely PM me or DM me or whatever, <laughs> message me, and I can help guide you in the right direction, whether or not it's with me. But you, you, so let, let's go to this. And after you worked with me, or I think we did four sessions. Maybe it was only three. We might have done four. I, I remember that actually the, the, the last session was probably about almost a year from the first one. So we had, we had spaced them out. I think the first two were more back to back and then we did a third one. And then the last one I think was farther. Um, we did like a follow-up. I'm um, glad you're reminding me of this. Cause I think this is another great teaching point. You worked on yourself in between. You took the tools we did, you let them integrate. Yeah. And we were just talking about this before we got on our call. Cause Gloria, um, knows how I, I created a program because instead of seeing me every week, there's stuff you can do on your own. And that's what you did even before I created the program. So I have the program now where people can work through these steps online on their own and then a little bit with me. And you did that. Yeah. Yeah. You, did, you took the, so let's, um, let's talk about then for a minute, how you, you use the tools you learned. I think you already did. Wait, there was somewhere I wanted to go with this. Where were we going with this? That after you hit, then there were other times you had more adrenaline you needed to get out. Mm -hmm. um, what else should we say about that? I, th I had a thought and I lost it. Um, you were talking about the hands. And we talked about the, yeah, the hitting. And we talked about, um, yeah, I don't, I don't quite know. <laughs> I think it's just that you were, you were in your year of working with me and on your own, you discovered the tools to have your boundaries so yeah. you wouldn't have seizures. Yes. And maybe this is what people need to hear. Your anxiety, would you say, I, I'm asking, did your, it must have, or you probably would have reached out more to me. Your anxiety went away, your, your symptoms went away. And then if you did get triggered, you took care of it. Like, how would you say that? So people can know how this work changes and transforms your life, who you were before to yeah. who you are now. Yeah. I think that, I don't know that we ever get rid of the things that were, that our nervous system has become accustomed to just because for me, how long that that went on, I, like, I don't know, I don't, I think you'd need like a lobotomy to sort of get rid of things, but I do feel that I definitely was in a place of more empowered management over anxiety and over PTSD and just general, like my functional neurology disorder. I had 
you know, I have now like a really great treatment plan that I do to keep my seizures in check. So I, I do rarely ever have them. But even when we were working together, um, after we had done a lot of that work and I'd done a lot of that on my own, and I would say that it was probably a good, I did probably about a dozen different sessions by myself where I allowed myself to go back to a place in time where I needed to fight or run or do something with that energy. So there was definitely a, a good amount of time that I spent um, working on that. But I did feel that when that happened, it gave me more control over my seizures in the sense that it gave me more ma healthy management strategies. And it also gave me the ability to um, make them less prominent. So I don't, I have rarely ever had um, a seizure that was as bad as my first seizures. Um, there's been a few extenuating circumstances and there are reasons why those were as bad as they were and they're more biochemical. But um, in terms of, you know, any kind of emotional element, that piece from my seizures is also like almost completely removed. I won't say removed completely, but almost completely removed in that the anxiety over those is gone. I know how to cope with them. I know how to manage them. And then my anxiety is also just much less because I'm not, I don't live from a place of anxiety anymore and that i think is the biggest change in that when you are so wrapped tightly around your anxiety or your anxiety is wrapping you tightly around its pull you have so much less bandwidth to just do the things that you want to do the energy that you have and also just every little thing that happens in your life gets wrapped up in anxiety too but now things can happen and i don't get any anxiety sometimes things and I do, but there are times where things happen and I don't get any. So I love that I have that power now that it doesn't necessarily control me in the way that it used to. Yes, I it, but this is such a lovely way to manage it because it really does put the power back in your body. And I think that that's really important because a lot of us get disconnected from our bodies. And for me now, like, this work has made me love my body, made me appreciate my body when it speaks to me and when I, and now I actually listen. Um, so there's a lot of really beautiful things that have happened because of somatic experiencing therapy um, and working with you, of course. So I, I really appreciate the time that we spent together. Oh, good, I'm so glad. I hope this, I, I just wanna recap some things that you said. Here, here's how I've looked at it, because I had these symptoms too. Symptoms will go away. They They, what I think Gloria's trying to say is our patterns of living decades with something are so big that it takes time to make them smaller. So if I have a trigger now, it's not like it was 10 years ago when I start, or 15 years ago when I started this work, it's so much smaller. I can manage it. I can get over it. So they are deep rooted, but they, I have certain symptoms I had at the height of my trauma that are gone for sure. Like they're just like panic attacks or extreme anxiety. I don't have that anymore yeah. because I released the adrenaline. And now I, so all anxiety is, is your body saying something's not right. right. So sure, if I allowed myself to be pushed or do something I don't want to do, I'll get anxiety again. So I think that's a really good way for people to hear it. That the, 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 the whole lesson is give yourself what you never got. And you did that on your own. And I, I didn't even plan this. And this isn't even a selling point, but I'm really excited about this. It's genuine. When I created my program, it's exactly what you just described. And I didn't even realize that. It's to work with me. You do some class, you do classes and sessions with me, and then you do the work in between. But you didn't even have me online. You just no. did what we did. So now, isn't that cool? Now people Very. can 
yeah, they can do it online with guided video and audio with me to do what you did because events will come up. Yeah. Your subconscious will say, Hey, yeah. work on that one. Now I'm really pissed in high school. Right. You did. Yeah. You do childhood right. stuff. You do current right. stuff. Then yeah. you have, and you're, it's so bizarre. Like there'll be big ones and then little ones. And it's like, okay, body, what did you want to say? I didn't want to be friends with that one. I should have gotten away from that awful soccer coach. Like that was one of mine. Um, you know, so it's like, all these little ones and every time you go, okay, go ahead, Carly, walk away. I, I visualized it. Like I got triggered once seeing my old high school soccer field as an adult. And I stood right there. I was pushing my daughter in the stroller and I used the tool just like you. Yeah. I said, I had four years of abuse with this man. And I said, okay, Carly, can I start to feel it? Go bubble. I like that word. It bubbles up into the body and then the mind just goes blue up. So yeah. if you catch the bubbling in the body, I immediately said to myself, what do you want to do? And the yeah. teenager in me said, go, get away. I saw myself run off that field and never go back. I felt amazing. Yeah. Sometimes it's that simple. Yeah. Or like you have told me too, like giving yourself the happy ending mentally that you need, like change the storyline if that's an option that you want to do too. And I did that for a couple things as well. Just like, oh, you know, this situation ended up um, for example, one of the things for me was that one of my, the, the parent that I had an abusive relationship with, you know, getting a hug from them was always tainted with sexual, you know, abuse. And so all I wanted was a hug that was appropriate and a hug that was, you know, loving and, and not tinged with all of that sort of baggage. Mm -hmm. And so that I had done was imagining getting a hug that just felt like it was pure. And that really did change a lot for me in terms of not feeling like I was not whole because I never had that. So I gave myself that, that love because I knew it was there inside that person, even though they were not capable of that at the time. Um, but I know that deep down we're all, you know, interconnected beings that are all pure in nature. And so I, by giving myself that, I really did feel like, Oh yeah. Like I don't have to hold on to this now. Forgiveness is easier for me because of this. Um, moving forward is easier for me because of this. And now I feel a sense of self-confidence and self-worth wow. because like myself and my, my nervous system, like, Hey, yeah, no, you're worthy of having that kind of purity. Um, so yeah. And you know what I just heard you say, maybe people watching can feel this too. I saw you separate that person's trauma from you. Yeah. Like whatever trauma, when people are abusive, they've had trauma. So whatever this person's trauma was, now you just completely, by giving yourself that loving and clear yeah. and attentive hug and creating that in your brain and nervous system, you just pushed that old trauma pattern and broke the cycle. Yeah. And you talk about that a lot, about the uncoupling of what you want to take from something and what you don't and how our memories, while we might have this memory that is loaded with things we can also just look back at that and say, well, what of that do we want to hold on to and what do we hold on to? And one of the things that I actually did was look at like old um, cards from this person. And because there was a time where I just wanted to throw out everything that reminded me of this person. And instead I looked at a few of the cards and said, well, what, there are some loving things in these cards that I do like. So, you know what, I'm going to hold on to this card. And you know what, this, this card, um, you know, I'm not actually going to cross out three things that I don't like that this person wrote down, but I am going to keep the rest of the sentiments. Wow, that's <laughs> empowering about making that choice too. Like everything that you hear in the world or everything that someone says to you, you don't have to choose to take it all. You can say, oh, you know what? I like this thing that you said, but actually this thing doesn't serve me. So I'm going to just 
push that one over to the side. Um, and it's lovely because it's not all or nothing thinking, which is oftentimes a symptom of, of PTSD and of trauma. So it's a really freeing way to think. What you just said I love is you can love the person, not the behavior. Yeah. Yeah. So you love the soul, but you yeah. don't take the abuse. Right. That's a really good point. Oh, I hope, I hope we covered everything we wanted to. I think so. This has been an awesome interview. 40 minutes. We, if anyone has any questions, they can comment. I think we see them pop up. But it's, it's really showing how you can give yourself what you have the power. You don't have to just take a pill. You don't have to stay in years of talk therapy. I mean, you did four sessions with me and worked on yourself over the year. Yeah. Like you can, you do need support and you can do it on your own. Yeah. And you want to release that and change those patterns so you can live without those symptoms. And then the memory or what maybe you're saying is the memory of what happened may be there. Like you said, you'd have to have a lobotomy not to. But the old deep programming of the, the trauma response can change when you regulate your nervous system. Yes, absolutely. And it is a, a really freeing thing. And I think a lot of us don't realize, at least I didn't um, before I did, you know, somatic experiencing and some of the other modalities was how we don't have to live in such, such a state of survival. Yeah. We can actually be thriving and we can actually be living our greatest joy. And no matter what has happened to us, you know, if you're someone like me who's had a lot of stuff happen to you, you can still have a lot of stuff happen to you and still be in a place where you are experiencing joy every day and you are experiencing the life around you and you don't have to live in a place where you're just surviving and i think that's what i didn't realize i thought because i was highly functioning oh that must mean that i'm doing well but it was just mm -hmm. i'm good at surviving in a highly functioning in a highly functioning role um so you know, i think a lot of us by just looking to see how we really feel that tells us if we're highly functioning and we're also thriving or we're highly functioning and just surviving. That's a really good point. Yes, exactly. You were, you were surviving. You were, I mean, you would, you would learn to survive. That's how you survived yeah. your whole life. So that's why the seizures have started and the tension because your body was saying, I'm done surviving. It's just because it tension builds when we're in a survival state. It's, yeah. it's what our muscles need to do to, to fight or run and to keep us safe. And then when we don't need that anymore, we need to tell the body, okay, you don't have to be there and, work through these tools to get that tension out which you were you so bravely did uh this, is, this has been so awesome i'm sure this recording will save on my page so people can watch it again because i see gene just joined us and we're coming to the end but is there anything else we want to share before we go i think that's it it's just it's wonderful to see you again and hopefully people you know trust you and your program because i know it has really worked for me before it was ever a program it was just carly doing her thing <laughs> uh it worked you know wonderfully for me in a lot of different ways and it's really become a tool in my toolkit that i get to use you know whenever i need it which is really empowering and i and i'm so proud of you and i love you're so brave that you did so much on your own i i i know you did some on your own but i didn't realize it was that much and what i like too and i like i've always heard the, the words in my head an on-call coach like if someone goes to the emergency room that's how i feel like you could call me at any time and be like i need to meet with you right away it's not like oh a week or two we'll schedule out it's like okay like that's how this works when when the energy's moving it needs attention yeah. now so whenever people are really hurting, I will schedule them as quick as possible. And isn't that kind of nice to know you have that in your back pocket too? You, whether or not it's me or someone else, to know the nervous system can reach out for that support. 
Because I think that is an integral part of healing is really having support for sure. Yeah. And when I get triggered now, I tell myself that because before I never asked for help and that really hurt me. And so now I'm like, okay, who do I need to call? Yeah. Is it, is it, you know, is it a professional? Is it just my mom or my dad or my husband or my daughter? Like who, who do I talk to a friend or do I really need to go work deep and, and make sure that you are talking to the right people because it can hurt you more if you're not right. You don't need judgment. You don't need the wrong tools. No, no. Yeah. Oh, this was so wonderful. Well, maybe we'll do another one or you're going to interview me. I next. am. I'm going to interview you as soon. Yeah. Once I get my YouTube channel up and running, getting real with Gloria. So yeah, I will uh, be reaching out very soon. And we, we both have, well, you're still publishing, right? We both are authors. Yeah. Gloria's yeah. writing. Is the book done yet? It is done. Um, so I've written a memoir, The Way You Loved Me, which actually is about my journey with my dog, Teddy Bear, and what happened through our time together and also the year after the loss and somatic experiencing. And Carly are actually in there. Uh, it's currently shopping for a literary agent. So once I have an agent, then that'll go on to publishing. But it'll still be probably a few years before that's out. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I am a writer. I consider myself a writer. I'm on my second work now, which is also about grief. So I'm very interested in helping people, so how you're interested in helping people transform through trauma, I actually work a lot with helping people transform through grief. So one of the things I'm doing now is a lot of transformational grief coaching. So if anyone's interested in that, um, you can feel free to reach me at gmhert, H-E-R-D as in dog, T as in train, at gmail, or just DM me, gloria.hurt on Instagram. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really passionate about helping people just like you are through getting through these really hard human being challenges that we face and using them to create really more purposeful and uh, soulful lives. Yes, exactly. And you, you can also self publish too, if you want it out sooner, like I did with, can you please yeah. talk to my trauma? So we, by the way, everybody, can I, can you please talk to my trauma that Carly wrote? I, I read that it was a game changer for me as well. when I was, doing it, so thank you. Well, we, we have, cause I don't want you to have to wait a few years. I want to read your book now. So maybe there's a way you could do it now. Cause the publisher still can pick you up later. That is true. That is we'll true. We'll talk more about that. Well, thank you for being here with me today. And thanks everybody for joining. Thanks everyone. Have a good rest of your Saturday. <laughs> Bye everybody.